Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Top of the Table. I'm Brian Bentley, along with my co-host from the beautiful land of L.A., Mr. Mark Villa, joining us on the phone from Parts Unknown, which is really California. Uh, we have Nick Lewis from the Jay Demerit Story. Nick, thanks for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. Anytime. Uh, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the Jay Demerit Story, um, you need to hit jdemeritstory.com. It's a- and, and just to verify, Nick does not play... Jay Demerit in the movie. That's right. Just so, so we're all clear. If you've seen the lightning round, you know. Sorry, I can't resist that one. It's all right. That's what they're here for. Now, there's always a feature down the road. Who knows? Let's hope. Um, so, the last time we spoke with you, it was the uh, it was the final Sunday of the Kickstarter project. You guys had already secured everything, uh, and you were um, getting ready to start trying to find distribution. Give us a little update on what's been going on with the movie since then. Yeah, since then, we um, thankfully, through the Kickstarter campaign, actually, we had a, a few distributors reach out, um, one specifically that we really felt comfortable with, um, not just, I guess, from a business aspect, but just from talking to them, and they were really good guys and kind of shared the vision that we had, so... Um, we didn't really expect it to happen like it did so fast, but we ended up getting on about, I think, 135 screens um, throughout the country, and uh, it was awesome. I mean, to, to have it, you know, on the big screen is something that is, it's, it's something to think about, but then when you actually see it, it's really, really a cool thing to, to see, not for only ourselves, but to actually see, you know, kids and families and teams all go into the theater and get to watch a soccer movie on the big screen. And it's, and it's a great story too. It's one of those, um, one of those things where Jay says, you know what I want to do? I, I'm going to, you know, it's, you hear the old, uh, the old adium axiom, whatever the word is. Uh, you, adage. Adage. That was what I was thinking of. Uh, you can always do whatever you set your mind to. And Jay basically says, you know what? I'm going to go play in the premier league. And, and, yeah. it, and it's, it, yeah. and it's great to hear this, hear the stories of, you know, there's the interview with his two friends, um, well, Jay came back and he asked me if he could have 300 bucks to go back. And it was kind of like, well, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's a soccer story, but it's so much more than that. Uh, you know, I guess somewhat of a cliche, but you know, it really is a story. If you set your mind to it and work hard, you can achieve anything. And I think that with Jay, it proved it for him to go over, you know, without, without a name, without a resume, without money, without a place to stay. And they end up, you know, years not too long later, uh, defending against the best England forward in the World Cup in front of however hundred, many hundreds of millions of people watch it. And it was an awesome, awesome story, obviously, his journey. And then to uh, have the film kind of come about how it did where, you know, we weren't film guys, so to speak. We didn't have a background in film or, you know, Hollywood company backing us or anything like that. We just thought it was a really story that needed to be told and, um, kind of dove into it, and it everything, it was a lot of work, but it all worked out. So we were really thrilled to get it out there, and to see the reaction from people was unbelievable to, you know, to have people say things like, you know, this movie really inspired my kids, and they want to go and work harder, and, you know, they're going to train harder and do this and that, and it was awesome for for all of us that have been a part of it. And, and there's a that is, that is amazing. And there's a great story. Uh, just kind of what this movie is built about is the people that believe in you, uh, 
that will um, that will help. Just like the way that uh, you know, finding the money through Kickstarter and having having people help you. Uh, Jay, li- you know, Jay living in a house with seven other people and, and driving around and just going from team to team tryout. Sometimes not even getting um, even getting acknowledged. There's a great story about when he writes a note says you're you know you're lost and they throw it through the door. Um, yeah. But it's I mean yeah. it, it really is a uh, it really is a feel good movie. If you're not a soccer fan, I would still say watch it because it's um, it's just it's an amazing thing of that's what I'm gonna do. You know what? And then he ends up you know ends up getting on at Watford. It's, just, it's the story he gets you know just getting a chance and going to that one game in Watford and then getting signed and Watford gets called up. And the, and the way that you guys edited that uh, that championship game together was. Incredible! It was just a way to really build the drama. Yeah, that that almost could be the the end of the movie, so to speak. It it was kind of the culmination of his journey, you know, going over there and all the, as you said, all the miles, all the hard work, all the effort, where it all came together on that one moment, really, where he headed the ball into the net and had his whole team, you know, all his family was there and all the people that had supported him along the way and. You know, to, to to have it happen like that, and obviously it was a goal that was worth, I think, 70 million pounds that pushed him into the Premier League was, um, you know, it was, I guess from an editing perspective, we had a lot to work with. It was it was easy to edit, but for Jay to actually do was just so incredible. And that moment, I mean, it still kind of gives me chills when I watch it and hear him, hear him reflect on it and talk about it. And, um, yeah, that, that's it. And then as I think it was as you said that that in the moment when he was in the tunnel to go out for the England game for the World Cup were the two you know biggest moments of his life. Right. It's, it's such a it's such a great movie. Um, give us uh, some some quick background. Um, what is with the movie now? Yeah, that's, that's what I want to ask. Quick update. I'm sorry. Quick update. What's going on with the movie right now? Because I know you've got some news to announce. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I didn't know um, too much about the film world, the film business, and we've kind of learned as we've gone on. And because, you know, we're not a big studio um, film, we didn't get an extended run in the U.S. where we got, you know, two or three or four weeks. Um, so we had a lot of limited screenings where it was usually two-night screenings, which it was cool to do it like that because we really tried to make it an event where people didn't just – drive to the theater, eat their popcorn and leave, but, you know, met up with their team before or after and their friends and, you know, coaches. And and it really worked out like that. We had just pictures from people all over, you know, where teams came out and and um, stories where people got to, you know, meet people they hadn't seen. Like in Chicago, all Jay's, you know, alumni where he played college there, all, all his whole, whole team came out and, you know, coaches and, same thing where he's from and all, really all over the place. And um, I guess by that, what I mean is it was really, we have all these events and um, where we are now is we're doing the same thing in England in January. We're going to be in about 55 theaters um, really all across the UK. It's pretty cool. we got our, our theater list and it's all the um, teams that, you know, you watch on, on a Saturday. We are playing in, we have Liverpool and, you know, Manchester and Blackpool and all these different areas. So we're going to um, work really hard and promote that because we don't really have an ad budget. We're not running ads on TV or anything. We're just reaching out to um, teams and organizations um, 
and that's how we're getting the word out and, you know, players, things like that. So we're doing that, and um, I think we're going to be in maybe theaters in other countries as well. It's, it's nothing definite yet, but I think, um, you know, maybe Germany and Spain initially, and we kind of feel like, you know, it is a soccer story, but it's, we've had incredible reaction from others that some of them even said, you know, I don't, I don't like sports and I don't watch it, but I really enjoyed this film, I think partially because Jay is a very likable guy and he's from a you know, family that's likable. And there's, it's just a, an interesting story with interesting characters. And obviously the message of hope really um, is something that hits, hits on people, especially now, I think, with the, maybe the amount of uh, not hopeful things out there going on. So it's, it's really um, something that we think can go to so many countries because of the sport, because of the message. I mean, there's not many places you can't take a soccer story to, um, especially one like Chase. So with all that said, I know it's a long answer to your question, but we're kind of going to be doing hopefully more theater runs in other countries, and we're actually going to release the uh, DVD this Thursday in the U.S. because we've had so many people ask about um, the DVD, mainly for for their kids and for, you know, their friends and, and kind of as a Christmas gift thing. We've had a ton of interest in that, so... Um, we're just going to do it off our website, not on iTunes or anything like that. Um, but straight from our website, we're going to be able to sell the DVD. And, yeah, it's going to be a Thursday, so people get them for Christmas time if they want to, you know, give them away as gifts. And uh, it's really a film for all ages. Um, so we're excited about that. It's been just an incredible amount of work, but it's it's nice to, kind of see it get out there and, and this is really a time where it's going to actually get out there to people who didn't get to go to the theater or didn't have it show in their town so we're excited to really get the story out to more people and um, you know kind of spread the word about it and we want to make yeah. sure people know to go to jdemeritstory.com go ahead Mark I'm sorry uh, Nick so are you still planning screenings here in the states are you guys still actively screening here yeah we are we're um, we have a screening in Bellingham Washington on the 10th of December and, you know, we did, what we did is we did so many at once. I think it was literally like 135 and it was started 100 and it kept growing that so we had to kind of take a step back. But I think we're going to do more screenings kind of on an individual basis because we have clubs and coaches and people reaching out and saying, you know, we'd like to have it screened in our city. So right. that's what we're doing. Like in Bellingham, we had a, actually a theater owner who liked soccer reach out and then we had some teams there. So we're going to kind of do it like that because we are uh, limited and then we're only, you know, three or four of us and a few laptops. Um, but it's just through the passion of the soccer community and kind of independent film community, we've gotten so many people who have, you know, wanted to help out, and we're getting tons of requests. So I think there are going to be more um, coming up throughout throughout the year, actually, in the next year, I think. Um, and even maybe when the, the MLS season starts up again, kind of re-releasing it. So, yeah. Okay, that, that's that's one. That would be great. I was wondering, uh, I didn't see anything. Were there any screenings here in L.A. during the Cup weekend? You know, we did screenings before, and... Um, we tried to to get something for the uh, cup, but it's it just it's a lot of time. Um, and right around the uh, r- right around Thanksgiving, and then kind of after that, you get all the big pictures coming in. So right. So theater the space is a premium. Films. 
Sure. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was hard, and it was just really a matter of logistics because we did so many um, the few weeks before that. So right. We, we kind of we wanted to. That was just it's, there's only so many hours in a day, but we had actually the MLS, you know, supported the film and really helped getting the message out, and we wanted to do something with the cop, but it, it just didn't come together. Okay. Uh, now, as, as far as, have you guys been entered in any film festivals? Have you, you know, gotten any, any awards, any accolades in those circles? Or have you mostly been doing just your own mom-and-pop shop, one-stop, let's go to do a screening kind of thing? Yeah, we, we um, initially entered it into Sundance last year. So we filmed through the World Cup, um, and then took a, about a two-week break, and then we started editing it um, and kind of set that deadline of Sundance, um, right. which is I think we had to submit it by, like, November of last year. Okay. Um, so we, we kind of pushed it all together editing-wise, but it wasn't really done, submitted it, didn't get into Sundance, which didn't really, but wasn't too big a deal. I think there's, like, 5,000 documentaries that get submitted each year. Um, and then we did a few, like we actually did, uh, Canada International Film Festival because it was in Vancouver where Jay was. Right. Um, and we got an award there, a rising star award. And it was pretty cool. We went up and kind of showed a, a rough cut to people in the, uh, white caps community. A lot of his teammates came out and, and fans. And then, uh, we didn't do too much regarding film festivals after that because, um, I think we're lucky enough where we through the Kickstarter campaign, we found distribution and we got a ton of um, media interest. You know, we got covered in like Sports Illustrated and New York Post and Huffington Post and all these outlets that really allowed us to kind of bypass um, the film festival route, which I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but it's it's a lot of work. You know, the film festivals, it's, it's time and it's it's money, actually. Too. It's a lot of money, yeah. yeah. People yeah. don't realize that no. part of it. Yeah, you, you can't just show up and say, hey, I've got a film, let me in. You have to actually pay your fee and all that stuff like that. Exactly. Pay a fee, and then, you know, if you get in, you fly there. And um, There's the big film festivals where you definitely want to go, um, like Sundance and places like that. But, you know, there's, God, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of festivals. And, you know, we, we, we just, it was like, well, we start applying it, you know, 50 festivals here and there, but um, it kind of, we just got swept up in what was happening, and so the answer is no, we haven't, maybe we will go back, but um, I think at this point, we're kind of, thankfully, don't need that, because I think because it's, it's something where we had the passionate soccer community backing it to start, and that really helped us kind of get out of the, um, the rut that a lot of films are in. You know, you have so many great films out there that it's hard to get them out. I mean, it's hard to get noticed by a studio or a distributor. Thankfully, we had um, had something that kind of distinguished us. And thankfully, Jack and Jill got made and distributed too. So, oh, yeah, exactly. Glad. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, I, uh, there's a lot. I'm really, really proud of this film doing it the way that it did because I think it says to to people, you know, there's Jay and his story, which is it's a incredible story but there's also the story about how the film got made it shows that you know you don't you know and it's not just for film really it's a story where anyone can can watch it and you know be if you're a carpenter you can go and build the biggest and best house you just got to put your uh, mind to it and with us we didn't have this 
film background or Hollywood connections, but we worked so hard and we used the technologies we had available and the, you know, the, the tools and then the power of just people and passion because there, there's a lot of it out there. And, uh, we were able to do something that I think a lot of people and a lot of film experts would have said was, you know, you know, you can't do this. This is impossible or, you know, going to be a waste of time and money. But I mean, we got literally like our turnaround from finishing editing to being in theaters was so quick. And, you know, we were at the AMC in Times Square. We were an arc light in, in Los Angeles. I mean, we literally were in places that a lot, a lot of films, even films with big name actors don't necessarily get into. So it was, it was great to see. And I hope it inspires other. And I, I think it has, because we've gotten a lot of people reaching out to us and saying, you know, I'm going to do Kickstarter now and what can I do? And, and, you know, your film has inspired us to do this and that. And it's really cool for, um, for us and for Jay too. Jay's so, fired up and enthused on the, the that because he's you know he's a soccer player but he's a pretty creative artsy guy as well and he, he loves this aspect of it and, and i want you, you mentioned about uh getting everything done without experience or budget or knowing what to do very quickly tell us how you captured all your south america uh, south african footage it's a great story that you told when you were on last time yeah we um so we we did the film with uh myself I'm, a, I'm an attorney. Um, my friend Ronco, who's an acupuncturist, who uh, went to college with Jay, and that's how, you know, we, we that's how I was introduced to Jay, and we kind of came up with the idea to document it. We found a um, camera cameraman, cinematographer, uh, through the internet, actually through like a Craigslist-style website. Um, we put an ad up, got around 200 people that applied, and went through met him and it really worked he was 23 straight out of college um jumped into it we had a director fall through and i'm giving you as quick version as possible so we just did it on our own um paid as we went you know drained the credit card savings borrowed money all that we got all the way through um filming in the u.s and england and we ran out of money to go to south africa it was you know expensive flights and the whole thing it was like five thousand a person so um, we borrowed the money from my parents, sent our cameraman with some instructions and uh, some good luck. And uh, he he let, he went out on his own. Um, he had he was you know got to to meet up with some people that Jay knew there and had a place to stay. But he really you know we gave him we wanted to capture the feeling of the World Cup and that kind of celebration that you get every four years, um, and then also capture I guess the uh, the, the the like South Africa, you know, just four days journey where Jay started in this small town in Midwest, you know, Wisconsin and South Africa was a world away. It's nothing you could have even imagined when he's, you know, young growing up. And, um, so we had our instructions, we gave it to him and he went and just got this incredible footage of, you know, the sights and the scenes and, um, everything from, you know, uh, the, you know, lions and safari to, um, kids playing soccer in a uh, in a township which is like a ghetto that he got access to he had met a guide who took him there and I don't think they'd ever seen I don't think they'd ever seen a white person actually and I, they definitely hadn't seen a camera so and that's and them, that's the they, closing shots and that is it's absolutely gorgeous gorgeous footage yeah I mean it, for them it was like they were playing in the World Cup they had 
someone filming them and they were just so happy and you know it was um something where you in we ended the film on that shot with uh jay looking back and talking about um his journey and what it meant not to him only but you know to other people who are watching the film and what he wanted it to serve as and it's an awesome awesome sequence and when i um saw it when we when he got back and gave us the footage we were just like blown away and um but i think the film has been blessed because we've had a few things that have happened that could have easily stopped the film or wouldn't have worked out like it did but um kind of overcame all these hurdles and that was just incredible to see that footage and then um to see it on the big screen is is amazing and it's a really special thing what makes it and what makes it even more breathtaking if if you know the story going in of of you guys having no money and just sending your cameraman and you and you see the parts of of South Africa and you just watch the way that that everything is just very neatly put you know put together at the end it's really really awe inspiring and I say kudos to you guys um, we're talking yeah. to Nick Lewis, we're talking to Nick Lewis executive producer director uh, writer chief cook and bottle washer of the Jay Demerit story you can find him at jdemeritstory.com where you can buy the movie starting on Thursday uh, and you can also follow them on Twitter at jdemeritstory uh, let's yeah, I'm also a stamp licker. Uh, we just mailed out like <laughs> 2,000 uh, DVDs, so add that to the resume as well. Was that was <laughs> that like part of the Kickstarter? Um, was that part of the Kickstarter uh, prizes or? Yeah, yeah. We donor uh, awards uh, rewards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We didn't really realize that we were going to have like five boxes of T-shirts and figure out that this person wanted a medium and this person wanted a large and then we got to send a DVD here but there's no address and this person moved and 2,000 of them is a lot. It was a crazy, crazy task and we just finished that. So um, people think film is glamorous but it is it's just like any other job. It's a lot of work and a lot of focus on details. And, and not your only job which makes it uh, even more commendable for you guys. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we... Uh, Hopefully one day we'll get a, a week-long vacation or something. Just a week? <laughs> yeah, not like a year, but not for a while. It's uh, all worth it, though. It's been awesome. Uh, now, quickly, uh, Nick, are you guys taking pre-orders on the website? Can I order it now? It'll be able to ship on Thursday, or how does yeah, that work? You can order, yeah, you can order it now. Um, it's a pre-order, and then we're going to you just basically give us your email address, and um, we will send it out um I think Thursday we're going to actually have to email everyone who had emailed a pre-order and then they're going to have to sign up and order it. Um, and then we're going to ship them out. And again, you know, for people listening, it's, uh, I played soccer. I played a ton of sports growing up and, um, it would be like just putting myself back when I was a kid, I would love to see a film like this. And I, you know, I know I probably watched like 500 times and I'm not just saying that cause I, I worked on the film, but, um, it's one of those stories that's, really like I think you watch it and then you want to go play it was like the movie Rad I don't know if you remember the bike movie yes. Rad I watched that and then yeah. I like go on bike ride like every single with, day for about a year Eddie so. Fiola there's a name for you yeah exactly that's so awesome that is awesome uh, again Nick Lewis jdemeritstory.com you can pre-order the movie now we'll go uh, it'll be on sale Thursday the 8th follow on Twitter at jdemeritstory um, what is Jay doing? I'm right pre-ordering now? right now. What's Jay doing right now? I mean, not at this moment, but I mean, what's he doing with his time off? He's um, 
If you really want to know, it's Jake's birthday, actually. I forgot. Happy, or happy, yeah, today or yesterday. Happy birthday, Jake. Well, happy birthday. Yeah. And I'm sure he's listening to this show, Nick. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll get the message. <laughs> I think, As I you know, roll my uh, eyes on the video. <laughs> he, uh, no, I'll tell him that he loves this stuff. Um, he always catches stuff if, if he can, usually after the fact, but he loves listening. Um, you know, it's funny because one reason he wanted to come back was because he'd spent literally all his since college abroad, so to speak, and um, so he hadn't really gotten, you know, to hang out, like, post-college with his friends, and people have moved all over, so I know since their season ended, they actually trained for about, I think, two weeks because they have a new coach who just came in, Um, and then he had some time off, so I think he's been kind of traveling a bit in the U.S. Um, I knew he went to Chicago and Minnesota, where his brother lives, and Green Bay, Right. He's got a few weeks off, and then he's going back to train um, because he had some issues basically over the last year or two with um, his groin, amongst other things. But uh, he wants to get in early before the season starts and before his training starts. So he's going to go back, I think, right after the New Year's and uh, start training. I think he's in Jamaica right now for about two weeks, though. So okay. I feel sorry for him. But that's his plan to... Uh, get healthy and play the full year because I know it was a bit of a pain for him to have to um, stand by for some of the games last year and not, not be able to get in there, especially with the team being like a expansion and going through the growing pains that expansion teams do. But he's, um, you know, optimistic. And I think that, uh, like, as a myself and being a converted Vancouver Whitecaps fan knows, well, it's going to be a much better year for them this year because they're going to have that full training and, you know, have a steady coach and have a team that's played together. So I know he's, he's really looking forward to the next year. I want to ask a question as it relates to national team duty. Is that in Jay's future, or do you, is he going to uh, Camp Cupcake in January, anything like that? You know, I don't know. Um, I don't know. He kind of got off the, uh, you know, with his injuries, Um after the World Cup and then not having a team for a while, he kind of got out of the equation. And then with Bob Bradley going out, um, he hasn't gotten, obviously gotten a chance to uh, play with the Jurgen Klinsmann. But um, I know he wants to play. And I think he feels like if he can stay healthy for a period of time, you know, get that consistency, then he'll get another shot. And I think if he gets another shot, he'll take it. So I'm hopeful a, that he can stay healthy because he's had injury concerns for the last two years. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if he's going to go to the friendlies or anything like that. I know there's, I think, one in January, like mid-January, um, and then another one after that. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I know there's also the World Cup qualifying starting soon, and um, I'd, I'd love to see him back. <laughs> I know that Bob loved him because he always uh, gave 110%. I mean, you know, he left everything on the field. So I think if he gets the, uh, gets a shot at under Queensman, he'll take it. Well, excellent, excellent news. And, and if it, Jay does listen, we uh, we actually did a lightning round with Jay uh, when uh, Vancouver was here in Dallas uh, back in October. Jay was a good sport, so we appreciate his time for that. Um, Nick, thank you for your time so much. We appreciate you popping on on a Sunday with us. Thank you, guys. That's, really appreciate it as well. That's uh, Nick Lewis from the Jada Merritt Story. You can see it at, uh, at Jada Merritt Story on Twitter, jadamerrittstory.com, where you can pre-order the DVD, which will be released on Thursday. 
And then also they're going to be doing uh, moving over to Europe, doing some screenings over in the UK. Uh, I know uh, we've got a guy in Manchester, Dean, would be very excited to go over and see that. So Definitely. So, Nick, thank, Perfect, you. Guys. thank well, you for your time. Let us know what, if we can ever do anything for you. Will do. Take care. Thanks, sir. Thank you, Nick. I like that guy. I do, too. He's got good energy, and man. It's a, and, now, and it's a great story. Yeah, he was speaking. I got to tell you this. Uh, I'm working at CBS. I went over to the Grove for lunch the other day. I'm in the farmer's market, and I'm sitting down. I'm eating my, my sandwich, and there's a table uh, about five feet away from me of what most people would consider your stereotypical black gangbangers. One of them is wearing a U.S. national team jersey. Don't think much of it, except there's a game on the TV. It was a Bundesliga game uh, at a restaurant near where we were sitting. And these guys started actually talking about the U.S. men's national team. And one of the guys says, well, you know, the problem is he's not calling enough niggas in. I don't mean those German niggas either. You may as well call that fool Klansman. Wow. Can you hold on just one second for me? I, I have to pop up a graphic. Yeah. I, I, I'm... Uh, since your uh, comments and complaints to at uh, SE underscore being your lights on the Twitter. There you go. <laughs> just relating the story. Uh, uh, funny because the you know the way they said Klansmen, and the fact that these are guys you and we would just we not, just lost Sykes in the chat room. Sorry, you would that you would not normally consider to be fans of the soccer team. Much you know, and, and, and then they just went off about how Klinsman's not doing this, he's not doing that, and they had some great points, and it was just for me amazing to see. Uh, you know, maybe I am a racist. I don't know. But you, you, I would never have expected these guys to be talking about the game. But I think, I think, I think what Mark's trying to say, um, and send all your cards and letters to him, is that he was surprised by this group of people's passion for the game. Uh, as a, reading a book by its cover, he would not have expected that. He was very excited to see it. Yeah, it was, it was no, no, astonishing. Just, 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 let, just let that land. You're okay. And incredibly hilarious at the same time. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, fact, the fact that they called him Klansman, that just killed me. It was all I could do not to choke on my sandwich. Yeah, sorry. I, I had to relate that story. That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on and talk about very quickly. Let me throw a graphic up for everybody. Swap of the table is back. We started on December the 1st. We're going to run it through the 14th. You can follow everything at Swap of the Table. Also, hashtag Swap of the Table. Uh, to be involved, just tweet a picture of the jersey, the size, and the brand. Please no, uh, no eBay specials. Let's make sure these are all legit. Um, and if you follow the hashtag, you'll see some stuff that's out there. Some great stuff. David, De- David Gabala went bananas on Twitter yesterday with so much great stuff. Uh, and then once you agree to a trade, go ahead and you can ship. Now, I owe a couple of you guys some twit pics of my jerseys, and my apologies. I have been slammed the last two weeks. The two t- Today and last week's show are the only times I've had an hour to sit and just sit without doing anything. So I, I will try and get those pictures out today. I'm sorry. I do want to make some trades. I will get some pictures online today. And we'll uh, swap some shirts. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so everybody, thank you for, uh, for joining on that. 
Um, Dean has just now joined us and is getting caught up on your Klansman story. Yes. Sir. I'm going to let you guys in the chat room explain that. Yeah. It was uh, funny. Sorry. Let's, uh, you want to talk about the EPL pretty quick? Crystal Palace, really? Holy crap. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> and now Cheech is out for four weeks. Uh-huh. Burba's out. Oh, man. Ashley Young took a nasty, took a nasty uh, spill yesterday. Yeah. I, you know what? I should go try out for United right now at this point, where they're getting hurt. Well, let's talk about Chelsea looking impressive. Newcastle starting to free fall a little bit here towards the holidays. Well, yeah, but you, I mean, not to knock anybody. Every year, every team falters for a bit. It's going to happen. Um, I still say it's going to come down to United and Arsenal in the end. I think Arsenal's going to make a run after the new year that's just going to be beyond what they've done so far. Uh, I think United's just going to go the galaxy route and play ugly football that just gets them through. Um, I still believe wholeheartedly that City is just going to implode. I just do. It's it's the City way. Um, I think it's going to come down to Arsenal United. I think Chelsea's going to make a really great run towards the end. Um, but I'm excited to see the second half of the season. I am. I, I have not actually watched a game in two weeks now. My DVR is full. I have to start watching stuff so I can erase it. I just have not had time to do anything. So I'm just going to make dick jokes. You don't want to tell me how uh, – you, you don't mean to tell you how uh, Wolverhampton did today? Oh, no. I got those up. I get the updates on my phone. I saw Wolves. 2-1. Oh. Oh. Yay, Wolves. Uh, over Sunderland with, uh, with new head coach Martin O'Neill. Yes. What do you think about that hiring? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm, st- I'm still in shock that we traded away Ricketts. I, that still that still has me. I was I was coming back I was coming back to that. Yeah, I know you were. I was coming. I, I was coming back. I, I have a segue here. I'll go ahead and segue. Oh. Of, I, I will mention. Uh, I was talking about Newcastle free falling. Uh, they lost Stephen Taylor to uh, to surgery. He'll be out for the rest of the year. Okay. So uh, he's kind of been the anchor of that uh, very impressive back line for Newcastle. Um, Nicholas Anelka. It's coming to MLS. See what I was doing? I was going to bring it back around talking about the transfer window. Uh, now, is that, is that actually confirmed? It is rumored, as Chelsea have pretty much said, uh, don't let the doorknob hit you on the way out. Uh, and rumored discussions are with Montreal. Montreal, who since the expansion draft, uh, we talked about last week, traded for Donovan Ricketts. I think we closed the show last week with what? Yeah. With me saying they would never trade Ricketts, and they did. And that's what I wanted to close the show this week, which is kind of rubbing your face in it. Yeah, you rub your face in this. Um, I, I hope we got. I, I hope we got some good, a good amount of allocation money for it for him. I was really sad. It was what really made me really sad was uh, seeing the pictures of the Montreal jersey release with him in the keeper's kit. That really. Oh, I was gutted over that. He didn't look. Too entirely thrilled to be standing there. No, I don't think he is. I was not, uh, I was not impressed by the impact uh, impact kits. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of hubbub about that on the Twitter. Um, I get to read a lot of Twitter. I'm usually about four hours behind on the Twitter because uh, of work. But 
there's a lot of hubbub about how lame the jersey was. Guys, it's a jersey. How much can really be done at this point where you're not going to be criticized for ripping off such and such club from this year or, you know, just bastardizing someone else's shield or, you know, whatever the case may be. It, you know, Adidas has never been that creatively strong to begin with. No, and it's the same template. So. Uh, New England released their kits on Friday. Eh. I, I thought the blue ones were okay. Uh, New England also re-signing Shalry Joseph as a designated player, which I think is, yeah. Yeah, okay, Bob Kraft's on crack. I don't know what's going on there. Um, was there a shirt sponsor on the shirt at no, least? No, it's still United Healthcare. Oh, they actually got a sponsor? Yeah, they had a sponsor uh, midway through last year. Uh, dude, it's the Rebs. I don't pay attention. Sorry. Um, um, I don't mean that as a knock. It's just they're not my team. I don't, you know, you know I see them on TV once a year if I'm lucky. I, you know. Um, I like uh, – Dean raises a good point in the chat room. MLS kits aren't the best. They all look the same. They need a different sponsor because uh, the jersey is the team's identity. That is true, Dean, and I agree with that. Absolutely true. The problem is However, when, the, w- the way our league is set up with the single, ta- single identity, single entity, uh, we desperately need that sponsorship money from a single kit maker. Uh, I mean, if, if it were up to us, I'm sure the Galaxy would be sponsored by Nike and FC Dallas would be sponsored by Kappa. I mean, it's kind of the way it would work out, I think. Easy, Chief. You know what I'm okay, okay, sorry, not FC Dallas. Uh, yeah. No, no, I know what you're saying. No, I know what you're saying. FC Dallas would be Puma, which I'm okay with. But y- you know what I'm saying. But when you look, uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of the all Adidas sponsorship because it basically ends up being the same thing. Yes. It's the same template. They just change the colors or they yes. might change stuff up. And I don't. Absolutely. You know, that's frustrating. But then when you look over the Premier League and you see teams like Warrior, which are uh, it's owned by New Balance, uh, they're taking over for. Um, I think Warrior is taking over for Liverpool next year. Wow! And Under Armour is uh, signed a deal with Tottenham. I may have ha- I may have that reversed. Um, but Warrior and um, and Under Armour. Entering the Premier League, I want to say Warriors going to Liverpool because uh, of John Henry's Boston-based owner, and Warrior being a Boston-based company. Okay. Um, but that's I mean that's like it's been a lacrosse apparel line. But then you look, but at least there's an option. There's things to change. You know, uh, you can get a Puma, you can get a Kappa, you can get a, a you know Macron, a West Ham wears. You can get Wigan's own little little brand. Right, but I mean it all goes back to the fact that we are a single entity league. And, uh, you know, that sponsorship money really helps us in the end. I mean, because let's face it, as a league, we weren't making a profit till four years ago. That's true. So, And then, and uh, then you look at the WPS, which we talked about last week, Adidas. Uh, excuse me, Puma not renewing their contract. Did you read Boris Lowe's comments, some of those emails over the course of the last week? No, I did not. Holy cow, is that man terrible. I mean, uh, to be such a horrible person—not just not just an owner or a businessman—but the things he said that got him and his team kicked out of the league. Dear God, it was staggering. And yeah, no one replied to my stalking attempts all week. Mark Rogandino is happy to come back on and talk WPS with us, 
but he didn't. Call, he called the games two years ago. I was trying to get Alan Hopkins, who called the games last year. Um, I sent Abby Wambach a ton of tweets. Uh, I've hit up some agents. No one's getting back to me, so who knows? We'll see. That's okay. It's worth a chance. It's worth a shot. We'll uh, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, you want to uh, go all, ahead? That's all I got. I was going to wrap it up. Oh, right. you got something else? Go ahead. Fire um. Uh, anybody in the chat room like to throw some at us real quick? Yeah. Anybody want to come on? Anybody? Uh, yeah. What do you got? Anybody? Anything? Bueller? Bueller? Yeah. I watched a documentary about Ferris Bueller the other night. Holy crap! John Hughes had this enormous freaking head like an alien, and he had a mouth like a sphincter, and he had horrible teeth. So it was like sphincter. It was really weird. Um, I think the analogy you were going to say was the sand monster from uh, Return of the Jedi. No, I knew a girl who looked like that. That's a whole other Oprah. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm not even going to hit the. I'm not even going to hit the. Uh, no. Yeah. There was something I wanted to talk about. I don't remember what it was now. Um, WPS. Um, I don't. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm just out of it right now. Sure. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I've been busy working. What are you, uh, what are you work, working on? Catch us up. I'm still. I'm still on X Factor. Oh, awesome! How how long? I'll, how much longer is that run? Uh, we have our last show the Thursday before Christmas, and then we load out. They expect us to take 36 hours to load out what took us four weeks to load in. Um, so I'll, I'll be exhausted for Christmas, basically. Holy buckets. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Xbox, Yvonne, the kids are getting an Xbox with Connect. Uh, a couple other things. One of them's right here, so I really can't say. Hey, David, come here. I'm going to tell you what you're getting for Christmas. Yeah, it's okay. Come here, buddy. Coming. All right. For those of you new to the show or the podcast, this is normally the point where David, uh, Mark will swear and then bring his child on or do something. Or bring my child on and then swear. Will, what do you want for Christmas? Or will elicit a CPS visit. An eight ball? If he says to know his real daddy, I'm going to laugh. I want a new car. I want a new car race. You want a new race car? Uh-huh. Okay. Wait, did you just ask if he wanted an eight ball? Joke. <laughs> what else do you want? Don't pick your nose. Hmm. Maybe that's what he wanted. iPad. You want your own yes. iPad? Yes. I want a toy car. But Mommy and Daddy's iPads both have the, the toys, the, 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 the cars game on it. Do you want a new Galaxy jersey? Uh-huh. The iPad. Yes. <laughs> iPad. Okay. What do we say when we score a goal? Goal. How do we yell it? Goal. Okay. Go play. What do we say when the authorities show up? <sighs> he touched me here. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a loss. Dude, I'm exhausted. I don't know. I'm that's sorry. Right. That's, that's, uh, um, that's okay. If, if anybody is listening to this on their iPod, then they're... Uh, yeah, you're SOL. They, sorry. They, yeah, they've hung in for way too long. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Oh, by the way, um, as you noticed, Sarah was not with us tonight. Sarah's at her, uh, at her team's Christmas party. So she sends her, she sends her love. Um, that is it. Oh, Dean, I want to tell you very quickly that the, uh, Jay Demerit story will be showing there in Manchester. We had Nick Lewis on earlier. Uh, so if you get a chance, go and check it out. It is a great movie. 
Uh, for Mark Via joining us from Los Angeles, uh, for all you guys that came in the chat room, for Nick Lewis taking time out of his very busy schedule shipping out DVDs to come on and talk with us, I'm Brian Bentley from Dallas. Uh, oh, you know what? Yes, I, yes. I, you know, we had a discussion, you and I, earlier yes. uh, via text message in the week. Yes. Um, and, and Brian made a very good point. Um, we, we joke a lot about the four people who are watching the show, and this week it's only been three, but... Uh, no, there's only two in the chat room right now. Yeah, it's it's not about the numbers. It's about us getting to talk with each other because we don't get to that often. Um, so, guys, thank you for giving us uh, the the belief that someone's watching. We appreciate that. We have fun doing this. Well, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. If you ever want to come on and talk about something, seriously, DM me or Brian your Skype handle. And uh, we can all make dick jokes together. And, and you can all. And I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna go right into the plugs. Very job. Good job there, Mark. Very, very sincere. Uh, you can uh, get with me. Get with me. Hello. You can tweet me at tweeter underscore dumb. You can always tweet Sarah, Sarah at Hallbird. Mark is at sc underscore beaner lights. The show is. Hold on, they can't hear you yet. At uh, the show is at top of the table TV. Uh, archives of the uh, lightning rounds. Any of our shows are at top of the table TV is the website. Uh, throw this up one more time at swap of the table tweet a picture of your jersey the brand and the size uh, once you agree upon a deal if you do agree, agree upon a deal go ahead and ship and as soon as you swap this will run until December the 14th alright here we go what you got you think about changing your twitter handle oh yeah I was thinking I, I made that Disneyland tweet earlier in the week and Sykes said uh, MC Llama Socks thought, ooh that'd be a good twitter handle, handle MC Llama Socks or maybe Llama Sock Nation. You know you only have 140 characters, right? Yeah. But not for my name. My name's like 15. I know, but MC Llama Socks? What's wrong with that? Why not just Llama Socks? It sounds kind of girly. You're wearing Llama Socks. I'm all man, though. Still Llama Socks. Yeah, all right. Anyway, so think about, you know, I don't know. So, so uh, I, I, I got a llama in my sock? I don't know, something. I, I was waiting for that. Um, we, if you would like, we could hold it. I hate to disappoint. Uh, I didn't know a llama had a hump on its back. You can do, a, uh, um, you want to do a contest where people can decide your new name? Yes, yes. All right. Here's the. Do I have to actually give in and use it? Well, that kind of be the whole point of the contest, wouldn't it? Send me a, okay. I'll use it for a week. Then I'll, re, then I'll rebrand no, myself no, again. No, no, no. All right. Just how about right. we do this? Just send suggestions to market. I see underscore being your lights, uh, and I and I also uh, think that we're going to have a copy of the Jade Merritt story to give away. So watch for details that week as we will be running a, a contest. Random user, one of the three of you that watches it will get it. So. Oh, and just remember, we actually Brian originated the whole online shirt swap thing. So if anyone else thinks that they have the right to try and copy us on that, remember where it came from first. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. Not saying, just saying. Hey, Dean's got a good idea. Why don't you just be Mark V on Twitter? No. No. That's not me. What about Mark Villain? That'd be a good one. No. Nice, Dean and I say it both at the same time. Yeah. I'll figure something out. Oh, I'm sure you will. I'm sure it will be offensive. I can't wait to see it. 
Uh, a big special thanks to uh, Jeff Katz and all the people at Geek Week that let us come on here every week and do this. Uh, thank you to you guys that uh, watch us on the show, watch the, yes. watch us live, watch the archives on the website, download the podcast. Uh, I can count you all on both hands. Uh, I'm Brian Bentley in Dallas, Mark V in L.A. We thank you very, very much, and we will see you next week on Top of the Table. <laughs>